All right. Welcome in. This is Primetime Titans. This week we got a new look with John Garrett out and Robert Brown out. We got two new faces here in the lab. We got Hunter Lease. Yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> and Will Howard. Pleasure to be here. And we are currently recording the recap for the Denver Broncos game. It's Broncos country. Let's, Let's ride. ride. <laughs> Let's freaking ride. How are you guys feeling about this game? Mm. Well, it was a, it was a hard-fought win, just like the Titans like it this year. Yeah, it was definitely a stereotypical win-ugly game for the Titans. Um, some positives to take, some what, negatives. What, uh, what were your positives from the game? Um, for me, personally, the Titans receivers showing some signs of life. I think that was – Probably the biggest aspect that you look at and you look, hey, let's build on that moving forward. Because if we're expecting D. Henry to run the ball for 200 yards every game in order for us to win, mm -hmm. that's just probably not going to happen. So that was the biggest takeaway for me, I would say, was Titans receivers, signs of life. Yeah. I'd say for me it has to be the, the six-sack performance. 18 quarterback hits, I mean, that's – that's pretty powerful. So, <laughs> I mean, you got five guys down. And no, so, I, I, I agree. Mean, that I agree. was huge. That I know it's a great line. I get that. But, like, six sacks, 18 quarterback hits, no one's going to have a fun day back there, even our guy Russell. And if you think about it, every single guy on the D-line was backup mm -hmm. coming into the season. Jeffrey Simmons was out for the game. Harold Landry got hurt at the beginning of the season. Bud Dupree was out for this game. Uh, I mean, I guess – Danico Atru is the only starter in yeah. f that f this game starting on the D-line, and he had 10 pressures, so yeah. he balled out. If Jeffrey Simmons was playing this game, it would have been it would have been ugly fast for the Broncos, yeah. which it was it was ugly for them. But Even Dylan nice. Cole got a sack. Let's, just, yeah. <laughs> that's a, let's talk about that. He also had one of the biggest hits I've seen on a kickoff this mm. year probably. He, oh, that was massive. He lit that guy <laughs> yeah. up. That guy went off day, his Dylan feet Cole. and fell backwards. Have a day. He rocked that guy. Which, Hunter, what you're saying on a kickoff? What, that sets the tone. Yeah. It, like, you see a, that? You see a kickoff on live TV. You're like, okay, I know which team is feeling themselves today. Yeah, it's the indicator of momentum. Oh, yeah, big indicator. Which I think Dylan Cole lighting that guy up was like, yeah, Titans have the momentum going into that play. Well, um, you got a hobbled, you know, quarterback. You kind of got to set the tone in other areas of the game, special yeah. teams. So, speaking of hobbled quarterbacks, <laughs> who was more hobbled, Russell Wilson or Ryan Tannehill? Ooh. I mean, I would say Russell. He had a few good throws. And that second quarter, things looked a little hairy but uh, for, the, for the Titans defense. But eventually he just looked like his regular self this season. Yeah, I mean – Russell Wilson is is pretty bad. He had some good throws. He had uh, some good movement in the pocket and stuff like that. But overall, Russell Wilson is just not not the guy anymore. I will I'll defend him a little bit and yeah. say their O line is it's garbage. Is really really bad and injured. I mean, there's not. I'll, I'll defend him a little bit in that area. But I mean, the Titans O line's not much better, and. So Tannehill's playing as well as he can, and he had multiple times. It was like he's got to get that ball out as fast as possible. Yeah, that Jalen Virgil kid stepped up for him, that rookie. Yeah, who came in. So I mean, he had he didn't have a lot of guys to throw to, but neither do the Titans. So yeah, it's kind of pretty similar situation. I mean, Broncos have a 
pretty dominant defense. In fact, I don't know if you know, Broncos have the number one pass defense in the league. Actually, oh no, I did not know so, that. Or at least going into that game. And so wow. kind of interesting that the strategy was to pass instead of run that game. Well, I feel like we started out trying to run and, you know, it was kind of tough sledding for a while. Derrick Henry was getting three, four yards max for a while there. Um, and, you know, if Downing had it his way, I'm sure we would have handed it off every single down to Derrick Henry as much as possible. But they were stopping the run pretty well, so I had to get something in the passing game. And you could tell the passing game was a little rusty, like three and out after three and out for a little while there. You know, Tannehill's been gone for a couple a couple games, and Malik's been in, and getting that rapport back up was good. And Westbrook mm-hmm. Akine stepped up. You know, he's been getting yeah. a lot of criticism rightfully so i think his yards of separation that game was 4.84 and and pass heck of a stat there that yeah. is a heck of a stat i will say that could have been you know there might have been a, a large outlier in that yeah i'd say that's that 63 that yarder. that's yeah. true yeah, yeah. That's, he that's didn't have true. a guy that 10 league. yards around, yeah. 10 to 20 <laughs> yards around him <laughs> it was a flea flicker so yeah, the yeah. Guys kind of and open. the defenders ran into each other yeah hey you know what it was his first game all season where his separation yards were above league average so it's it's in the right direction. I don't how, care how he gets there. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Got to take what you can get with the Titans wide receivers. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I I I agree. Uh, first half was first quarter was one of the ugliest, boring football mm-hmm. I've ever seen. It's it's up there. There was at least seven punts in the first quarter, which was unreal. Seven punts. We were on pace. I was I did the obviously very quick math right here. I'm really smart. We mm-hmm. were going to average nearly 30 punts that game if at that pace. 30 punts Good in a game. Gosh. Yeah. Stone Le- Stonehouse definitely first half MVP. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's legendary punts. Honestly, one of the best players in the league. So <laughs> let's, let's just talk about that real quick. He was definitely making his money yesterday. Yeah, he's a beast. I yeah. mean, when they f- this offseason when they were like cutting Brett Kern and keeping Stonehouse I'm sure I wasn't the only one that was like, really? Brett Kern has been our anchor for so long. Yeah. But Stonehouse, game after game, is showing why they decided to go with the rookie. So. Yeah, and he's much cheaper than uh, Brett Kern. But I will say, as much as the, the Titans started showing life there, I mean, that two-minute drill was kind of the only time the offense started showing life, and we scored touchdown there at Westbrook Aquina. I still think the entire offense needs to go through – Austin Hooper, Traylon Burks, and Chig. Those are the only three guys that are, like, consistently making plays. Everybody else is just like, why? Like, Westbrook Aquino, look, I'm, I'm all about it, but I think he's got to be that player that breaks out, like, once every four or five games, and then the game plan should be going to – I mean, Austin Hooper made some clutch mm-hmm. catches, got some clutch first downs. He took some hits. Chig had one where – he got hit. He made the catch and then got nailed and then kept running for another twenty yards. I mean, these both seem to be playmakers in terms of like making a little bit more out of nothing. So I don't know why we aren't just putting the offense through them outside of Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, and Chig kind of seems like the the new Michael Pruitt because it's kind of like we'll go missing for a couple quarters or something like that and then he'll all of a sudden show up for a huge play when we need him yeah so i yeah he's a great second tight end um i kind of agree with you i think we need to get away from westbrook keene and more to hooper and then mm-hmm. getting burks as many steps 
as many snaps as we can as well because I just feel like he opens up the passing game so much. He does, and I, I think just his route running in general is just so much better than the other guys on the field. So I think he does help the other players and him matching. He can actually match up against a DB1. I, I think that end of the half scoring drive was just pivotal. You can't go into halftime down 10-0 to Russell Wilson like at home. Just can't. Maybe you can this year, but yeah, historically you can't. <laughs> no, it's just for your pride. You can't go in like. That. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, <laughs> you you could do it and come out with the W. I thought just, you meant like you're not coming back. No, no. Like, oh, you're know. definitely probably coming back. <laughs> I'm just saying, like as a team, you you go in, you're like, are we really down 10-0 to Let's Ride over there? <laughs> it, Titan Titan Country. Titan Country. <laughs> let's ride. Let's kick. Yeah, the the NFL was definitely crazy on Sunday. Uh. Mm. A lot of uh, a lot of change for the AFC, especially with the Bills losing yeah, to the Vikings in overtime. What a game! Yeah, it was a great probably game of the year so far. What? A, oh yeah, definitely the game of the year. I Dude, mean, that could that could hold as a game of the year? That fumble, Unreal. fumble safety, or it ended up being a touchdown. It ended up being a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that was a wild play. And it, then a couple crazy catches in that game. But I mean. Couple drops that so was crazy the, too. Again, we don't have to go into it too much because this is a Titans podcast. But pretty wild that the Bills are third in their division right now mm. and are potentially outside looking in on the playoffs right now. Yeah, Where that the would... Titans are inside looking out. We have a three-game lead on the next closest opponent in the AFC South, the Colts. Were, were you surprised that the Colts got W with Jeff Saturday as their head coach, and they put Matt Ryan in? They did yeah. keep Matt Ryan in, which, which was probably the right call. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that is surprising that he looked they won. good. The yeah. guy ran for like thirty-seven yards on a play. I was like, oh, oh, he's getting out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to hold that. I mean, that's the classic interim coach comes in, yeah, wins a game and then loses the rest story. of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. which it was funny though with Jeff Saturday tweeting that the Raiders sucked. It looked horrible and then beat him. Yeah. <laughs> first time as a head coach ever. They do look bad, though. Good night. Yeah. That is a bad-looking football but team. The Titans are 6-3. and three. Mm-hmm. We have a three-game lead over the Colts. Um, we're going into week 11 against the Packers in Thursday night football. The Packers have been really, really bad this season, except – Yesterday, yesterday. yeah, for looked, yesterday, looked pretty good. They looked pretty solid against the Cowboys. So, how are y'all feeling about that? Uh, we're going, we're going into Lambeau Field, two point, yeah, two and a half underdog. So, do you think that's accurate? Uh, if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers play like they did yesterday in terms of running the ball, I mean, it's with our D line though. Yeah. I think. It is a good matchup for the Titans' defense. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm thinking. Our run defense is pretty absurd, and that's kind of how the Packers like to get their their game going, and that helps their passing game. So if we can stop Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think the Titans will have a lot of success in this game. Yeah, I don't think two and a half makes a whole lot of sense because I feel like the anomaly is that win yesterday, not the – I think it's the exception to the rule of it for them this year. Um, so I, I, I think it it should maybe skew the other way, but Lambeau Field does give the Packers an advantage every time. Yeah, I think a, a large reason for that is Lambeau Field. I'm, yeah. I don't know the exact statistics, but I'm pretty sure 
Rodgers against the spread at Lambeau Field, he rarely loses. Rarely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would uh, I'd be curious if you're Mike Rabel this week. Do you mm. just tell your, your team to just sit in the ice bath all day long and just recover for Thursday? Just say, hey, we're not practicing. Only hit the trainers and like practicing is so worthless this week. We got to get healthy. Yeah, I was, obviously I'm exaggerating, but I mean these, their our team is beaten and battered. I oh. mean David Long got hurt twice during the game. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Simmons, who I I didn't know that guy could miss a game for pain and or an injury, missed you know on Sunday. Fulton has a hamstring injury, which I I don't know if he quite gets that recovered by Thursday. Um, Caleb Farley, who I didn't even know took a snap on Sunday. Hurt his back again. Uh, Amani Hooker still a shoulder issue. Elijah Molden went out. Um, I mean, who who else went out? Laurel Merchantson went out. Um, that that might have been on the defense, yeah. but I mean, it, I swear it seemed like every other play a guy was down. Yeah, and according to Tannehill, he wasn't even really a hundred percent. No, which I don't really know that. Said he was going through a lot of pain or something mm-hmm. like that through the game. Yeah. So, I mean. This Titans team is definitely tough. They're a tough team. Definitely. They know to win with whoever's on the field. Um, but we'll see. It'll it'll be a pretty interesting game. I could see it being another snooze fest. That seems to be also the pattern for this season. But, okay, how about this? We hmm. gave a lot of positives on the Titans. Let's let's talk about the negatives. Ooh. Let's, let's dive into what you hated about the game on Sunday. What was something you're like, man, the, come on, Titans gotta be something better than that yeah like i said <laughs> earlier that rookie coming in virgil or whatever come on like oh you, you got two you got one guy to cover Cortland sutton and and the, the tight end and then that guy i mean come on you're gonna yeah. i just i think that's a little you mean giving up the 66 yeah, yard play yeah i would say giving russell wilson any confidence is it's just bad but is there anything overall you're just like as a pattern on the team you're just like man that was the team's got to step up in that group, that area group. I mean, we we either got to really, really practice our plays, our specialty plays with Malik Willis, or we just need to throw him in the bin. Oh, yeah. Because that's the second time we've tried to bring him in on a play in a game, and he's turned the ball over. Yeah. And I don't know if that's his fault. I don't know if it's just we don't practice those plays enough. I don't know if Derrick Henry thinks he's getting the ball every time that happens, and then Malik Willis tries to pull it out, and then it's a fumble. I don't know what's going on, but they got to figure that out. I know one thing. I'm not blaming Derrick Henry. <laughs> no. That's for sure. That guy's taking enough handoffs to know. Um, that's true. I mean, he's been in two plays outside of on the days that Tannehill started, and he's botched two fumbles. So, um, And the worst part is he had the first down if he doesn't screw that fumble up. Um, yeah, that is a good point. Malik. Malik is such a roller coaster right now. I don't know what to think about him. Yeah, they're they're trying to do their best uh, uh, Swiss Army knife impression with him in there right now, which I don't hate. I don't hate no. it. I just wish he wouldn't fumble the ball. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, look, he's he's super raw, but you can see that they they believe in him when they put him in there. Obviously, you wouldn't put a guy in a pro football game if you're not like, oh, I think we can really run this play. But like Will's point, well, the Titans keep playing Cody Hollister. <laughs> I mean, yeah, your least, yeah, your least favorite player. That that's true. Like 
that was a pivotal moment in the game and the fact that they went to Malik in that situation you know talks there's yeah. some trust there and honestly to go back to Cody Hollister <laughs> do we think <laughs> we do we have think, him on <laughs> do we think the Titans wide receiver group looked better because I mean Cody Hollister maybe only had a few snaps. Maybe that was the big upgrade we needed. Was him not being on the, the field. lack of Cody. Hollister. I mean, <laughs> I. It's true. The lack of Cody Hollister boosted was, the yeah. offense. I think. Oh, yeah, man. I think it was. I think it was more who was his replacing him than him not being there. Like, I, I don't know. Just, I mean, but <laughs> some hey hey of a blocker though. Hey, some some people would say that the running game wasn't as good without Ooh. Cody. Oh, there's so <laughs> two sides of that coin. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Without Cody setting the edge, you know. That's a good point. That's a good point. I will say another another issue. Again, our O line was not looking great. They did not look very good. I understand the Broncos' defense is very good, but they were not giving Tannehill much time. I think Tannehill made that O line look a lot better statistically than they were. I think Tannehill got rid of the ball very quickly and made all the right decisions as quick as possible. Post second quarter, her or post two minute warning and on, he made. The O-line look a lot better, but um, honestly, definitely a breath of fresh air to have Tannehill back in the game. He, yeah. he's, he's the guy. There's no doubt about it Yeah, for this and, season, um, maybe even next season as well, but Tannehill still got it in him, and he's still got a lot of winning games left in him. Um, he's got that dog in him. Dude, he, he, <laughs> okay, no he, joke. He no jokes game. aside, he, he really does have ice in his veins. He is a winner. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had the most Tannehill stat line you could ever see. I yeah, two fifty five, two TDs. That's arguably. That's actually probably better. better I'd say two thirty would probably be. Around. I don't think coming into this game and the games he played, he was averaging. I don't think he's averaging over two hundred yards passing a game. Wow. Yeah. So I think this was definitely a step in the right direction from him. And yeah, I didn't think I would be saying this at the beginning of the season, but. You know, two games in a row with Malik Willis starting. I mean, Tannehill comes in, and exactly you're like, oh, thank goodness we have Tannehill in this game. And wow. I didn't yeah. know there would be a situation where I was like, oh, I just really want Tannehill back. But, it, I mean, in kind of a sarcastic manner, but also in a serious manner, your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high, and the tension's higher. Your pulse, racing. He kicks, and you watch as the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Their unbeatable offers right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 free in bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Now, for me, I'm looking at the parlays and I'm going, you know what? The whole game I'm going under 41.5 for the total of the game. I'm going under eight and a half total points in the first quarter, and I'm going Green Bay Packers in the first half. That's my same game parlay that I'm taking on DraftKings right now. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same game parlays once per game day, all season long. Now here's your call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Place just a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And see notes in our description below. Tannehill, when was the last time Tannehill lost a close game? 
Mm. I guess the Giants at the beginning of the season. But Giants, yeah. I mean, there's just so few games like that where he wins. Since he's been a Titan and been starting with the Titans, he's won a high majority of close games. A high, high, high would, majority of close games. Would you say, though, with the the especially the beginning of the season, the first half, yeah, I think played really well. Second half, I don't know if he was winning games. I just think they were holding on not to lose games. Well, yeah. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. But, I mean, hey, getting getting a lead in the first half is phenomenal, and I love that. But I think second half, I don't know if he was winning games this year. I think he was just holding on for dear life sometimes. Okay, yeah, I agree. Too. I mean, defense made a lot of, lot of saves on some of those games. But even last year and the year before that, I mean, he just – Game-winning drive, he's got it. Like you know what I mean. I just between him and Derek, I'm like they're mm-hmm. they just know how to finish a game. Yeah. Whether I don't know, and it's also maybe it's Titans culture as well. well he's smart. He's he's a heck of a football player all the way around. Yeah, and he's gonna make plays with his feet if he's healthy too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's Tannehill or just the team as a whole. When we went down ten nothing, personally, I I wasn't like panicking. I, I still thought the Titans were going to win. Like, there wasn't a moment in that game where I was like, oh, this is over. Broncos are going to win. Yeah. And, you know, that could speak to Tannehill. could speak to just the team as a whole. You know, I just know they're not really going to, you know, just bend over and take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there he goes, folks. Okay. There he goes, folks. Right. I'm, I'm good for the Broncos for – for not <laughs> putting yeah. me over. <laughs> yeah, you got no, any kids I, listening? I, I meant, <laughs> I meant the Titans. Like they don't just they don't roll over. Would be a better. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> I think roll over is the term. Yeah, that's the PG term. That's the PG one. Um. Uh, all right. Well, do you guys have any prediction for the Titans Packers game, and then we'll kind of get this wrapped up? How do you feel about Farley being down? That's gonna be tough. It's really gonna hurt our team. I think. <laughs> uh, I think he's a bust. I think. I think it's official. He's might not ever take a snap again as a Titan. I don't think. I think it's just another first round bust for the Titans. I mean, I think Titans need to trade every single first round pick we have. As as long <laughs> as we have Raybon John Robinson, we should not have a first round pick. There's no point. Huh. There's zero point. Powerful. Oh, predictions. We talked about yeah. predictions. What do you got, Will? Well, I mean, it's hard to make a prediction without knowing what the injury report's going to look like for the Titans, but I do feel pretty confident. Uh, I do think it's going to be pretty similar to this uh, Broncos-Titans game. I think it's going to be both teams trying to run the ball, and it's whose defense plays better and who can make enough big plays. Um, I think if we can get like a few more plays like the Westberg-Akine play, uh, this past week, then I think we'll be in a pretty good spot. Do you uh, have a score prediction? Uh, I'll go Titans win 20-13. to 13. That was literally what I was going to pick. 2013? Yeah, I was going to say 2013. I, now I feel like – Great been, minds think alike. Yeah, it, it just seems like the perfect game to, to get one Derrick Henry run up like in the first half, and then we're going to get – a nice Tannehill touchdown in the second half, and there's going to be those field goals in the third or in the second and fourth quarter. Uh, I just – 
I can also see some interceptions off of Aaron Rodgers. Well, well, that's that's so who's your who's your Titans player of the game? Offense and defense. Cody Hollister <laughs> for both sides of the ball. <laughs> offense and defense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Derek. Derek Henry. Yeah, he's gonna have to make it. He's gonna have to make it shake. <laughs> make it shake. On shake. Shake that booty. <laughs> he is. I, I just. I really think it's gonna come down to like ball control. All right. I like it. Will. Uh, defense. Probably go with David Long. I think he's just gonna be all over the place getting tackles left and right. I think so. He came back in the game and then he left again. Yeah. If he plays, I'll go David Long. But he's been a stud this year. Yeah. It's been a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been huge. What about an offense? Uh, offense? Uh, give me Robert Woods. Kind of have a little bounce back. He's had a few down, down weeks in a row. Bounce back? Because he had a bounce up? He had a good bounce game back. early in the season. Up is just a bounce. <laughs> Did he have a bounce? <laughs> I think week two or three he had a good stat line, but it's been a while. I think the having no one around him, like have, it was been him and Hollister and Westbrook Kine for a long time, I think that has really hurt him. So I think second game down with Traylon Burks back in, I think Robert Woods will get a lot more opportunities this game. I like it. I like it. I Yeah, what do you got? I think Austin Hooper's the guy. I think you the know, Titans I, I really think the Titans the last two to three weeks are going well. Cody Cody or oh boy. <laughs> Cody Allister. Austin Hooper can can make plays. Can think about. And I think Tannehill is he threw it to him seven times, I think on Sunday and I think he's slowly gaining confidence in him and realizing that he is the guy he can get the ball to in short yard situations. Especially mm-hmm. after Jeff Swaim dropped the ball on an easy Sheesh. catch for a t- for a first down and I think he's just going, Well, Austin Hooper's my guy. Let's get him the ball. So I think he's gonna be our relief in the passing game. Yeah. Defensively, I think I think Kevin Byard has a pick. He's oh, kind yeah. of been quiet. Maybe in a in in a good way he's been pretty quiet, but I think he, uh, I think he starts to show out a little bit. He's kind of a prime time guy, anyways. Yeah, I like I like Kevin Byard. He always plays big in big moments. All right, how about how about Titans as a whole? What do you what do you guys think about the Titans as a, in a overall team? Yeah, I mean, well, I have a question for y'all too. Just at this point, you know, Titans are six and three, but I personally have watched our games and I haven't really thought that we've been playing a good game yet. I don't know about y'all. So, do you take a positive from that? Like we're six and three, and we haven't really reached our full potential yet, and we're going to be a really good team maybe near the end of the season. Or is it more of a negative? Like we're we have a good record, but we're not actually a good team, and we're kind of on our way to a first round loss. Uh, great teams win ugly, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, they find ways to win. Um, obviously you would wish for some more excitement, but I think we're all just kind of waiting for that moment when the Titans just, it clicks. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, in my opinion, if you can be a, a bad team and win ugly or, you know, there's a always a chance that you can start to find a groove and be really, really good. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're a good team and you're losing, I mean, then you're just wasted. Or if you're a bad team, you're losing. That's so much worse. But if you're if you're a great team's find ways to win, and then there's always hope that they'll click at the end of the season and can win some games. 
Yeah, it kind of, it's like the those Giants teams that just kind of snuck into the playoffs. I mean, obviously the Titans aren't going to sneak in. I wouldn't say that, but th- those teams, you weren't like, okay, this is like an insanely talented football team, but they played uh, the D line. Let's that was the deciding factor in that 07 Super Bowl was that D line. And if, if there's one thing we know about this Titans team, they can get after the quarterback. Anybody on that D line can get after the quarterback. Dylan Cole got after the quarterback. <laughs> How about that? And the punt returner. And the punt returner. And the punt returner. <laughs> Everywhere. Uh though there I, I see your point though, Will. You don't you don't want to be that team like what was it five ish years ago when it was the Raiders versus the Texans in the wild card playoff game and then they just immediately lost the next game and got blown out and it was like why why even play that playoff game? Basically. It was just mm-hmm. like that's just pathetic almost. So I, I mean I see your point, but also man, I think this Titans team Based on how they played the Chiefs, their defense can keep them in any game. Right. So if the offense can find a little bit of life, like they kind of kind of did against the Broncos, that you like to maybe see them continue moving forward with, that there's a chance that they could play identical games against really good teams too. So if they can beat the Chiefs or the Bills or the Ravens or the Jets or Dolphins or anybody like that and get them to play our style, you can maybe get a couple wins in the playoffs. Heck, dare I say. A Super Bowl? Dare he say. Dare I say? There's a little bit. Of, I have more hope after this Broncos game than I have had in a long time with the Titans. Yeah, I mean, when you don't play your best and you still win, I think that's always a good sign. And I think the Titans have been doing that all year. <laughs> if we can get to Facts. a point where we have just an average offense, I like our chances to make another postseason run because that defense is just mm-hmm. – kind of unreal do you think us winning has covered up the flaws of the coaching of Todd Downing wow that is like do you think Todd Downing like should have been fired before the season even started middle of the season do you think he should like how how, what do you think about Todd Downing basically because in my opinion I think us winning has covered up his flaws that that flea flicker yeah sure it it was a good play call but that's not like a crazy unique design that he had. I mean, it's just it was the right flicker. time though. It was the right time. It was but obviously also the right two time. defenders ran into each other. So a lot of his play calls, you know, Westbrook Aquina's making, you know, the only reason why that play worked in the second quarter where he scored the touchdown is because Westbrook Aquina made a great catch and Ryan Tano made a great throw. There was not a great design on that play. But I'm curious on what you guys think. I think a lot most of the good offensive plays is the players on our team having to make a play instead of a good design of a yeah. play call he's not scheming guys yeah. open is what you're saying yes. i will say on that flea flicker it it was a little bit of both just that was uh, yeah I, i'm not again i'm not against all of his play calls i, I mean it's the football right. like there's going to be some good ones there's going to be some bad ones but it does seem like man he went from the first quarter till the two minute drill to be the worst mm-hmm. offensive coordinator i mean zero zero help nothing nothing going on no signs of life yeah so, yeah, I would I would agree with you. I definitely think our record this year and last year has kept Downing in a job. I think if, you know, he was the offensive coordinator and we had the exact same offense we had over that span on a team that was, you know, 7 and 7 and 10 and then like say we were 3 and 6 this year, I think he would have already been fired having like the exact same offense and just 
a way worse defense and losing a lot of games. Um, I just don't think he really adapts quick enough in game. Like, and that's mm-hmm. why you'll see like two or three, three in a routes in a row before he's like, Oh, I need to switch this up and make some adjustments. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think he's, he's the guy. I, I don't think he's the worst coordinator. I think he fits the Titans, but I definitely think there's someone better suited. Yeah, I don't know what I think. I mean, if you think what team has been the number one seed in the playoffs and the offensive coordinator, you still kind of want to fire him. You know what I mean? It's kind of a weird position to be. Like last year we were the number one seed and we still kind of want to fire OC. So it's like I I don't know how I feel about him. I mean, Shane Boehm, I'm like, man, that guy, he might not be a Titan for very long because he's such a great defensive coordinator that I'm like, he might get – somebody might want him. So, I, he I think he falls into the just good enough club that he it, keeps a job. You is know, it what because I'm he has Derrick Henry. I think. Well, I'd say kind of like you said earlier, you have great players making good plays consistently enough. I mean, that can cover a multitude of sins as an OC. Sins. You know what I mean? I'm. It's true. You can call. What some is play. he committing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. That's between him and God. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't know the guy personally. <laughs> Got uh, biblical. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if you have. Again, I think the Titans are going to go to the playoffs. I could see a sneak, sneaking out a victory or two in there, but does that mean we're a great team? I don't know. I really don't know. Something's going to have to change for us to get a big victory against a big team. Right, and, and I mean, I think the Titans' biggest battle is not a like trying to compete with a certain team. I think it's health right now. Mm. Like, uh-huh. if the Titans can get to a postseason with the defense intact and you know not missing multiple wide receivers and Tannehill healthy, I think we have a good chance to make a run. But if we're going in the season, Traylon Burks is hurt again. You know, Jeffrey Simmons is out. Yeah. Bud Dupree is, has that nagging hip. If that's the scenario, then could be a quick exit it's just just getting 75 percent of the starters like healthy would be awesome because it feels like every week there's a a section of the team that's just down and out and then one side steps up just enough and that again covers up some things and it's like well imagine if this team had just 75 80 percent of the starters consistently I, i really i mean there's Two other wins, I think, that could have been had. So, last year the Titans were considered the worst number one seed of all time. Do you think the NFL teams, players on other teams, are currently looking at the Titans as one of the worst four seeds of all time? Like, are Do you think anybody in the NFL is looking at the Titans on the schedule and they're scared of us? I don't – I definitely don't think any, like – they definitely look at teams like the Bills and Chiefs different than us. Mm-hmm. Like I think a bad team, if they go to Arrowhead or they go to w- whatever the Bills stadium's called, they are like, this is going to be a really, really tough game to win. And I think they think that with the Titans, but I also like, think they're expecting to win when they play the Titans. Yeah. And usually that's not the case. But. I'm just curious because normally like national media – like. It did. S- sometimes I feel like the Titans get disrespected in the national media, yeah. and this year especially, I'm like, 
No, I I mean if I was national me if I was national media, I wouldn't want to talk about. I don't even want to talk about the Titans as a Titans fan hardly. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> this is a Titans podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're here. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. How did, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> um, I I understand why you know there's no highlights or any debate on if the Titans are good or how good they are. I think everybody's going. They just kind of are best. They just kind of are winning, and no one. Yeah. No one wants to see a highlight of their game because there's not, not many. <laughs> <laughs> there's not many. There's a few Derrick Henry highlights and, and then a couple sacks. Yeah, and a couple sacks. <laughs> yeah, and a couple then, Ryan Stonehouse punts. Yeah, did uh, I say a Dylan Cole hit? <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna keep bringing them up. Just don't How forget that name. How many can you say Dylan Cole? In this <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like that's kind of the Titans' niche, so to speak. Is that's the bulletin board material that Mike Brable uses? He's mm-hmm. like. No one respects y'all, you know. Let's just keep flying under the radar, and then we'll look back at the end of the season. We'll be a top three seed in the AFC again. We'll go to the playoffs. I, I agree, but also I I think last year and the year before, our offense was good. And so what we, we were doing with bad players and with – we were making plays, highlight plays. You know, I'm just thinking of like a couple – like A.J. Brown was making catches. Yeah, and you had like, A.J. Brown. We had A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry was just – it just seemed like there were highlights and the national media was still kind of not showing them. Now it's like if I was the national media, I wouldn't want to show a single highlight. I'd just be like, oh, yeah, the Titans won again. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> they keep doing it. Gross. They keep doing it. So based based off everything that's happened so far this year – A.J. Brown outpacing Hmm. the Titans wide receiving core as a whole through nine weeks. Ridiculous. Would you would you go back and pay him twenty five million a season to be a Titan? I mean, yeah, I think I think A.J. Brown is a game changer. I don't think the Eagles are where they are without him this season. And I clearly the Titans haven't been as good with uh, without him either. It, It does suck that he's been very healthy at the Eagles and wasn't with the Titans. So that's one thing that was like, okay, maybe that was the kicker. We we were kind of hoping that maybe that was what was going to balance out this trade. But right now it's we're it's looking very very uneven. So it it did suck that he he demanded the money so early. It would have been nice if he would have waited yeah. a year and we could have seen what we were this year and then could have paid him after that and kind of had this weird moment where it's like, okay, now it's either AJ Brown or Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean I don't I mean again, there's a point where you're like, I don't blame him. He was on a rookie contract. Yeah. He deserved to be on a high paying contract. The wide receiver market got completely flipped over by the Jags paying Christian Kirk high end money for no Definitely. reason. Uh but yeah, it, it it's 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 hard to see because he's the best Titans wide receiver in Titan history. But and he played three seasons with us. And if you look around Talent the league, wise, yeah. the teams that are talked about, the teams that are winning, all have great receivers. Like they all have studs, and he was a stud. He is a stud, and I, I just think that's. I mean, obviously Devontae Adams got paid, but I mean, I, I think for what AJ Brown showed. I think the the money was was there. It was deserving. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he he never had a a season where you're like, oh yeah, I can look at that and go maybe not. He was he was just good. Last year was his only season that was under a thousand yards, and he had nine hundred and like 
eighty something. That, that can be attributed to health. Yeah, health. Health and was his big kicker on that. He played, I think, half the season or so. And that's just that's. I mean, it's like uh, Derek too. <laughs> like yeah, leads the league in rushing for multiple weeks, even though he's hurt. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with you all. I think looking at the nine ten games we've had so far, it's hard to you know say that the Titans should have done what they did. But you know, pl- p- just to play devil's advocate, you know, you look at a guy, you're going to play him twenty five million a season. Does he change? how you play football does he change the culture does he fit into the culture because if you look at last couple of seasons with aj brown yeah he had some good seasons he caught a lot of passes but our success was the exact same thing that is our success now which is running the ball with derrick henry play action passing and you know we were really good last year but we're also six and three and yeah there's not a lot of losses in sight in the future we're probably going to be a top seed in the AFC again. So it's just kind of those. Yeah, If you could say one thing about the receiving core, there's no one you key on, really. <laughs> <laughs> there's literally no one you're like, hey, I'm putting my best corner on this guy. You're just like, maybe it's his day. Maybe it's the, you know, it's yeah. like Traylon Burke's going to have a day. You know, Cal Phillips ever gets back. Maybe yeah. he has a day. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do think if if A.J. Brown asked for that money a year later, then there's a chance he's still Titan. I think it, a lot of it was based on when he asked for that money. That's I didn't, true. I think the Titans were pinned on how they'd already spent their money for the year. And it was like, well, we we weren't really – we're almost at the cap right now. We're yeah. about a mil- two million away from our cap. We're one of the closest teams closest to the cap this year, and we don't have A.J. Brown. So it's like, what? how are we going to pay him? So it's kind of hard on him demanding yeah. that kind of money. There's no way. And it was like Tannehill, there was no way we weren't paying Tannehill. It would have been dumb. The dead cap would have been crazy. Whereas next year, it's like we have an option. Like there's some guys we can cut to get Jeffrey Simmons. And there's some guys that, you know, aren't playing to the standard of how much they're getting paid. So there would have maybe been some more wiggle room to keep AJ that year. Or at least have the decision, more of a decision to keep AJ than the current year. Yeah, so. I, I definitely think it was just a decision for the future because they knew they were going to have to pay some guys next season. Probably couldn't. Yeah. Just went ahead and made the decision easier for him. Yep. Well, all I have to say, I was uh, appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. If you uh, guys get famous, then if people start walking around going, Are you, were you on the podcast? Yeah. Just now. That was because of us. Because you guys can give a shout out to John Garrett and Robert Brown. Yeah, we can't wait to have him back next week. Yep. Um, can't wait to listen to him next week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to hear. Can't their wait takes. to listen to yourselves this week, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, appreciate you guys being on here, and appreciate uh, anyone who stayed and listened to this episode. So, again, thank you, and have a good one. Titans country, let's ride.